radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Don. Welcome to the show. We call it Talking Real Money because we deal with pretty much nothing but your dough. Okay, well, we kind of go off on some tangents once in a while. Hey, we're only human. Uh, I'm Don, and I'm Don, and that's it. That's all you get today. You get Don and Don because Tom's not here. Now, wait, wait, we have a special guest host or guest hosts. You. Yeah. This is a really great opportunity for you and me to spend some time together because this is the day when we actually can have conversations. They call it Saturday. At least that's when we record this and do it live on the radio in Seattle on Northwest News Radio. So you call 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, and we talk about your situation. We talk about the things you're thinking about doing. We talk about how you should invest for a better retirement. We talk about how to create an income in retirement. We talk about how to invest for college. We talk about how to save on taxes. We talk about spending. We talk about gambling, which is what I think Tom is actually doing right now. Tom went to Vegas for his birthday, and he's not a big gambler, but he said he was going to place some bets in one part of the casino. Now, I'm not going to tell you which part yet, but if you know Tom, which kind of betting would you guess he will do in Las Vegas? Just think about it for a minute. I'll tell you later, or you can call me and guess at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Um, it's not investing. He, he, I think he knows that. Although, apparently there are a lot of people in the world who don't get the difference between betting and investing. And apparently some of those manage ETFs and mutual funds. Because since the approval of exchange-traded funds that can invest in spot Bitcoin, a number of incredibly greedy, conscience-challenged members of the financial industry have lost their way. They seem to have gone... Well, they seem to have gone stupid, but what I think they went is they just uh, they just went greedy. Er, <laughs> they were plenty greedy to begin with. Give me an example. On January sixteenth, Franklin Templeton tweeted or exed. How can you call it tweeting when it's on a thing called X? I just you know don't you need a new name anyway? They commented on X quote. In crypto, speculation is a feature, not a bug. <laughs> well, no, speculation is not investing. It's the antithesis. It's the opposite of investing. It's gambling. And yet we have firms like Franklin Templeton 
and uh, the folks at uh, at BlackRock and the folks at uh, well, here an article in the in the uh, Wall Street Journal, Cantor Fitzgerald. Uh, the the CEO of Cantor Fitzgerald, you remember them from it was the tragedy they suffered in the World Trade Center. But Cantor Fitzgerald, the financial firm, their CEO said holding a dollar in a token is amazing. Dude, did you did you look at your hand? Are you holding anything? He's talking about tether. It's nothing. In fact, there was even a lawsuit that maybe they didn't have the money backing it that they claimed they did. And yet we've got these people. we got Larry Fink, who just loves uh, Bitcoin all of a sudden, just loves crypto. They're all crypto psyched out. Now, this article was honest enough to state the reason they love crypto is probably because well, they don't really love crypto. They love the high fees that come from the ETFs that invest in a meaningless airborne token. We'll talk more about crypto in this hour. 855-935-TALK is our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, everybody. Don McDonald here. Tom is off for this weekend celebrating in Vegas. I would love to hear from you, though, at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. It's free. It's easy. And uh, when you call, say hi to Jeremy. He's our new engineer back at the studio. I'm nowhere near the studio. I'm 3,000 miles away. So, But he's still there. He's doing his job. And hopefully you'll do yours, and that is to improve your financial future. Really? Isn't that what you want to do? Don't you want to live a better future financially? We all do, but we all tend to get caught up, well, in greed, in the greed of the process sometimes. And that's one of the biggest problems with cryptocurrencies right now is everything is driven by greed. As I said, Franklin Templeton tweeted that it's all about speculation. It's not an investment. And responsible members of the financial community are saying what I'm saying. And and a lot of the proponents of crypto will say, oh, you're just a bunch of old fuddy-duddies who don't know what you're talking about. Well, there's a lot to be said for doing things in a way that has a track record and history and performance you can look back on. Uh, and a re a reason to exist. On January seventeenth, in an interview with CNBC, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, pretty bright guy, knows the financial business. He said, "Quote: My personal advice is to not get involved in crypto, but I don't want to tell any of you what to do. It's a free country." And he went on to refer to it as a pet rock, which I'm sorry, Jamie, I have to disagree with you. A pet rock actually has some semblance of value. I mean, it is, it does exist. Could be a very unique pet rock that some collector might want. Crypto does not exist. There's nothing there. Vanguard won't even provide 
if you have a brokerage account with Vanguard, they will not let you buy Bitcoin ETFs, period. They won't let you do it because they want to protect you from yourself. It is a little paternalistic, but in this case, it's also darn good for you. One of the proponents, the the Johnny or Jill come lately or Johnny come lately, it's John. It's John uh, uh, one of the recent proponents of Bitcoin who runs an ETF, the Van Eck ETF, said, quote, Bitcoin may help guard against the government devaluing your money. Well, that only works if you can buy something with Bitcoin, if people accept Bitcoin as a currency. But there are so many problems with even accepting Bitcoin as a currency. The biggest of which is the extraordinary volatility of this, quote, currency. It's more volatile than the Argentine peso. Nobody, no merchant wants to deal with a volatile currency that you you have to to which you have to adjust your prices not just week to week or you know year to year really is the way the way most merchants do it no you have to adjust your prices second by second you see how complicated that might be second by second no business can possibly pull that off. One more thing from this article in the Wall Street Journal today. Um, and this is from the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA. They did a review in 2002 of crypto-related communications from brokerage firms to their clients. Now, these are regulated. You really aren't supposed to lie to your clients. Now, do people do it? Yeah. But when it comes to crypto, though, they found that more than 70%, almost three quarters of all the messages were false or exaggerated. So you have something that has no inherent value. It doesn't create anything. It doesn't make itself more valuable. Its value makes it impossible to use as a means of trade, almost impossible. The only people willing to accept that kind of volatility are people who want to keep their transactions very, very private. And who is it that wants to keep their transactions very, very private? You? Do you? You? No, how about you? Do you, do you really care? I mean, okay, yeah, you want privacy, but really, you know somebody somewhere can see it, probably, if they hack into the right system. Do you really, really, really care that much? Are you doing anything that might be a little shady that might get you in trouble? Probably not. I would guess maybe 99.9% .9 of you don't really care. You might pay lip service to privacy, but in the end, you don't really care. Who are the one-tenth of one percent or one-one-hundredth of one percent who really care about total privacy? 
in transactions. The people who, who are people who really should always care about that. Criminals. Criminals. That's what Bitcoin and its ilk are good for. And speaking of its ilk, if there was just Bitcoin, I guess you could probably make a very weak case for it if it was just that. If there was one cryptocurrency on, on which everyone agreed. But there isn't just one cryptocurrency on which everyone agrees. Everyone, <laughs> pretty much it seems like everyone has a currency, a fake currency, uh, otherwise known as cryptocurrency. There are, let's see if let's see if I can find the, the latest number. Um, the last time I looked at a list of, hold on, I had one, but it didn't have every one of them. And I want to see if I can get every one of them available right now. All cryptocurrencies. Let's go to the bottom of this incredibly large database. And um, let's see. It doesn't give me the number, so I'm just going to. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you that. Oh, oh, here it is. I got it. I found it. Ready? There are 8,844 traded cryptocurrencies. If we don't know what Bitcoin is really worth, how are you ever going to apply a value to number 8,884 on that list? Which is, let's see, what is the name of 8,884? I'm sorry, 8,844. Sorry. It's a, it's, a, it's a cryptocurrency called Ethical Finance. Uh, it is uh, total, all of them together are worth $272,000, which is probably $272,000 more than they're actually worth. 855-935-TALK is the phone number here. We'll talk about anything money. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Once again, phone number here is 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. You can call me on Saturdays, every Saturday, and uh, either I will be here or Tom will be here. And most of the time, it's both of us. So uh, stop by. If you have a question about how to invest it, how to spend it, how to save it, how to not blow it, call us. Call me this weekend and spend a little time with me. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. This hour, my primary topic is one of the banes of the entire financial industry's existence, in my opinion. I used to rail against gold, and gold, the, the hype around gold, pales in comparison to the ridiculousness of the hype around cryptocurrencies. And I was talking earlier about how the big companies are now getting on the crypto bandwagon. Why? Not because they actually believe in it. No. They're doing it because there's 
gigantic fee revenue in it for them in selling it to you. They don't, they're not going to want to own this on their own. They want you to own it, so you pay them fees. So the big wigs are just now getting some of them, not all of them. Mentioned that Vanguard, they're, uh, they're totally shunning this thing, and good for them. But the little guys love this more than anyone because they see it as a way to stick it to the man whoever that man is, I'm not sure which man we're talking about, but they're going to stick it to the man or they are going to drag themselves out of the gutter and into uh, high society. (laughs) Coincidentally, in this morning's New York Times, there was a terrific piece. It was a really good piece uh, entitled, He's Lost His Marriage, His Followers, and His Lamborghini. It's the story of Ben Armstrong, who was a, a a YouTuber who went by the name of BitBoy. BitBoy. I am BitBoy. Well, BitBoy has bit the dust. Sort of. Anyway, this guy, he was a, get this. Hey, and I love uh, people uh, improving themselves. I, I I commend him for this. It's just he did it in a weird way. Uh, this is a guy who was a meth addict. Um, went to a Christian college, got himself together, married his counselor at that Christian college. Then he uh, tried graphic design. He helped run a car wash. And then in 2017, he started making really bad videos about cryptocurrency, about crypto news. Um, And one day, he found he had an audience of millions because people were looking online. And now, you know, it's YouTube. So, you know, the age. Uh, they're they're looking for advice, and so they went to his his site, and he started making some serious money both off the show, and off of his crypto portfolio, which was he was buying into before it really peaked, and uh, he ended up at one point with about forty million dollars worth of crypto and a Lamborghini, and he was doing really well, but payback. <laughs> you know, you, 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 it's the Icarus story. You fly a little too close, and we'll talk about what happened later. But first, we're going to take calls. 855-935-TALK is the phone number. And Carl, welcome to the program. Hey, Don. Um, so I have a question about 529 plans. My wife and I are funding them for our son and daughter, but we want to use them to, if you will, pay the kids back, assuming they get good grades in classes. We don't want to pay up front for college. Is mm-hmm. that something we can do? Or do we mm-hmm. just have to bite the bullet and pay the tuition and hope they get good grades? <laughs> okay, no, actually, you do have some control. Tell you what, hang on for just a couple minutes. Let's take care of this. And then let's talk about what you can and can't do with a 529. Tom and Don are talking real money.
We're talking real money. Today's big topic is crypto, but the more important topics are the ones you call in at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255, just like Carl did. Carl's got 529s for his son and his daughter and wants to use those dollars as a carrot to encourage good grades and the like, uh, determining how those funds are then spent for college and the like. Is that the gist of the question? That's it. Yeah, we okay. want to uh, pay them back when they pass classes, basically. Yeah, I think that's very fair, and you're going to love this. The 529 was actually created to make parents happy, not kids. Prior to that, there were UGMA accounts and stuff like that that became the property of the children at the age of majority, which is terrible, terrible idea. You don't give an 18 or 21-year-old big chunks of change. The 529 you're totally in control of since you are the custodian. So you can decide when or if they get it. You don't even have to give it to them. You can give it okay, to somebody so else. Is it? Can they, if they take loans out for the mm -hmm. classes, mm -hmm. can we use the 529 to pay the loans off? Mm -hmm. Their education expenses. Uh, oh, can you pay off the loans? I know you can use it for any education expense, but I don't know if because the loan is after the education expense. Oh, now you've stumped me because you can use it for tuition fees, books, supplies, computer. I don't think you can use it to pay off the loan. No. No. So what I would do if I was you is I would set up a value. Figure out what their college is likely to cost and then assign values to certain benchmarks, to certain grades or classes passed or things that, you know, like if they're a salutatorian, they get, boom, you know, a ton, uh, whatever it might be. Give them values so that they don't have to take out loans. Okay. The other thing that you can yeah, then do too I, you is know. you you can you can then give this to them if they don't use it all for and this is a way around it kind now because they have to leave it there for a while. I was going to say they could always put it into a Roth. You can put it into a Roth um, if they don't right. use it all for school. But um, I don't yeah, believe I, I, I you know. Let me look to, that up. Know that they go ahead. I, w I want them to know that there's a a penalty for not studying and not, not doing well. And that is they have to pay for the class, but if they study and do well and get a good grade, we'll, we'll pay. For oh, it. you're talking about actually in college, then I would make it yeah. retroactive say, okay, if you blow the first semester, the second semester's not covered. It's on you. Ah, that's, that's fair. That's good you know, then, then, then you assume, and this is actually kind of a, a better way of looking at it anyway. You're going to send them off to school, assuming they're going to do well. We are paying everything for that first semester. Second semester? Yeah. You, you might have to cover that on your own. That's fair. Um, hold on. Right. Let me just, Thanks okay, for, uh, yes, a 529, you can put. $10,000 to pay down qualified student loans. 
Yes, I did just find it. Finally, I've been looking for it. Lifetime yeah, maximum of 10000 Yeah, it won't go very far. Hopefully when they go to college in another 10 or 15 years, it'll be a little higher than that. But I really think that the, 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 the best way to handle it, to make the kids, I mean, because you want to assume your kids are going to do well. Is I, I would like to think so. You go in, you're saying, you guys, you're going to have a great college, but we know a lot of kids do stupid stuff. So to discourage that, please know that if you don't do well, if you don't go to class, if you get terrible grades um, because of lack of effort, then in subsequent years, you're going to have to start covering some of the cost on your own kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, a good way to think about it. And And dad's going to give this to the other kid. That's right. Because you can. You're right. allowed to Thanks switch it around. So All right. Thank you very much for calling. 855-935-TALK yeah. is the number. 855-935-8255. And I'd love to spend a little time talking with you about your money stuff. Not just retirement. College, too. And everything in between. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello, everybody. I'm Don. Thanks for being there. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. As we do a show live on Saturday that becomes a podcast the next week. And I really appreciate it when you call me at 855-935-TALK to talk about money and investing and speculating and retirement and buying things and selling things and saving money and avoiding stupidity of which there is way too much, way too much. And this generation's, probably this generation's biggest financial stupidity is cryptocurrencies. And that's why I believe we must spend time talking about them because I feel an obligation to try to save people from this stupidity. It is a topic that I think is very valuable, even though most of you are smart enough to know not to get into this because it is pure speculation, pure speculation. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Call all throughout the show, Saturdays, noon to 2, Pacific time. And, uh, Will, thanks for your call. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Don. So, a um, couple things. We are um, house rich and modest cash rich, poor, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. We have an offer <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of house. For, for, yeah. You got a lot of house. We have an offer for a house for 1.5 million. After um, paying the, the the cost and capital gains, we'll probably net about 1.3. We've got um, 300,000 in CDs for uh, 24 months that are at 4.5 percent. We've got a SEP account at 180k right now, um, and I'm on social, or social security. I get 3,800 a month. I'm, Wife's going to start collecting hers next year at sixty-seven. She'll get twenty-eight hundred a month. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to figure out the best way to invest the proceeds from the house 
We're hoping to draw about fifty to sixty thousand a year out of that, couple in in a total amount with mm-hmm. our both our social securities combined. Um, Fidelity, Vanguard, balanced account. What's the best way to take that lump sum and set it there so we can draw that kind of cash out of a monthly basis? I'm seventy three. She is sixty six. And so it's net, net, net one point three. Net. 1.3 off okay. the house. Got the after, 300. After capital gains. That's after everything. Okay. So, in, yeah, and 165000 yeah. SEP account. Okay. At 3800 a month, I, I draw on Social Security. She so draws, she's going to draw 2800 a month. And your, your yeah. the gross amount of income you need is how much? 50 60 Like like 50 60 Yeah, we want to live comfortably, travel. We're going to well, probably rent. And, wait, and that includes your Social Security because you're almost there. No. Oh, no. plus the social. Yeah, oh, thank you. Okay, because I was going, social. well, you, you don't need to do anything. Just, you know, spend it. Uh, you're looking at, you're, you're getting <laughs> you're getting really close to two mil. And two right. mil can easily generate fifty to 60,000 without breaking a sweat. Heck, you could just ladder CDs and almost pull that off. But that's not what you want to do. That is not what you want to do. No. Because no. you want you want to keep up with inflation and surpass it, hopefully. Right. So the trick is well, we're hoping with yeah. Go ahead. We're hoping with that amount of money to be able to uh, you know earn interest. I, I know Vanguard and Fidelity have been looking at you know six, seven, eight percent interest average, nine percent mm-hmm. interest you mm-hmm. know, on a balanced portfolio a year, coupled with the other. We should be able to draw off of that. And okay. Not, let's not let's let's correct. Let's work on terminology because this is where a lot of people get caught get hung up. Uh, a a sure there an. The interest is only what you receive on your bonds in the portfolio. Any other of that av- average annual return that they show is from capital gains and dividends, and that will fluctuate. And this is where the trick is in building right. the right portfolio, because there isn't a right portfolio. You don't just go, I'm going to put it all in bond funds. Or I'm going to put it all in stock funds, or I'm going to put it all in a balance fund. The the first step we believe so fervently is for you to figure out who you are. We know that you don't need to take a lot of risk. We know that because you could get by on CD rates from this portfolio. So now the trick is to determine how much risk you're comfortable taking. That will be the determinant for how aggressive the portfolio is. Modest to conservative. Because we're both retired, you know... Okay, then modest to conservative means you probably don't want any more than 50% of that money in stocks. And maybe I'd even, because you have the, the, you don't have the huge need, I might even keep that down around 30 or 40%. See, I'd have a lower stock ratio because of the word conservative. Right. You use that in there. So I would not do it through a, a single fund. But I would build a relatively, you could do it with a portfolio as simple as VT at Vanguard and BND through Vanguard. 40% okay. or 70%, I'm sorry, 40% or 30% in VT and 60 or 70% in BND. It could be that simple. So, so we're hoping for around 130000 a year in income and we realize there's to be taxes on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, if you have a, like a, a, a 
4060 portfolio. The average annual returns on 4060 portfolios over decades, if you can stand the downtimes, you're looking. You're looking at with your with your. You're looking at seventy five thousand dollars, seventy seventy five thousand dollars a year, probably. Here's what I would do is in terms of the the income down the road, I believe in adopting what is called a flexible withdrawal strategy. That means you set a number, and that the best number we found in our research is five percent, and that works out really well in this situation. In fact, you could do That's it at four percent. Nah, and in in enough. good okay, well, five percent on what you have is a hundred is like ninety thousand dollars. Yeah. That's so ninety. I, I keep telling my uh, wife this; she doesn't believe it. It's true, totally true. If you yeah. do that, here's what you do: you do the five percent flexible annual. In a good year. If you're taking 5% out, your portfolio goes up $100,000. Well, that's $100,000 you're taking out. In a bad year where it goes down some, then maybe you're only taking $70,000 out. It's still above where you need to be. Well, I keep telling her that, but she says, no, 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 I'm scared to death. I'm going to run out of money. Do this, this, sir, this is where having an advisor tell her helps. You know well, how we I'm say nine years older than her. Yeah, so we, she, well, that's all right. About, you know, what am I going to have? She'll have plenty. Um, he, we, you know how we say, meet with one of our advisors. They'll do it for free. I yeah. promise they will. They won't try to sell you anything. This is one of those things where you and she need to get together with somebody like one of our advisors for free. Free. I mean, free is really good. Um, and just it have them free. show her the numbers. They'll they'll show you in black and white and colors. How those numbers shake out. They shake out really well in your case. So we're paying like 35000 a year just on maintenance of our house. And on maintenance? And <laughs> wow, man. Well, well, cause, well, we got tax. Yeah, no. You oh, know, you're just uh, talking about all the expenses. Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't. You're preaching so to the choir. I, I so want to sell my house and downsize. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. My wife won't hear it. Uh, but but your your math is good. The math is in your favor. You are in great shape. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And before we wrap up the hour, I want to get to the end of the story of BitBoy. BitBoy... <laughs> Is a guy who's uh, been on YouTube and the like uh, touting cryptos. He once got a million dollars a month for promoting a crypto gambling website. That, that's how, how stupid this entire industry is. Well, now, now, I mean, he bought a beautiful Lamborghini. He was making a fortune. Now the man is virtually broke. Uh, he started a, a new kind of crypto with a woman he ended up having an affair with, and he ended up getting divorced, and he uh, he's falling apart. It's the it's a, it's such a typical story, this rags to riches to rags story, and it's almost always happening where something is of dubious benefit it's 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 almost always just a whole bunch of hype and if you can learn to recognize the hype you're going to be a much happier investor and i am confident that that history will show that bitcoin 
and the rest in their current form were nothing more than a whole lot of hype. Now, I want to let you know that uh, all of you in the uh, Seattle area, this is going to be the last chance to get tickets for the live retire meet. We are that close to being sold out. You can't see it, but it's like that really tiny. Uh, it's almost sold out. So go to go to retiremeet.com to get your tickets. And uh, I'd love to see you there where we're going to show you all kinds of ways to create a better future from doing Medicare right, uh, estate planning, and uh, uh, just that's my mother calling. They gave her a phone, <laughs> my mom in the nursing home, uh, and, and so much more. So uh, go to, well, let's see, we've got Weston Wellington from Dimensional Funds. We've got Paul Merriman speaking. I'm going to be talking about the history of retirement investing. Tom's going to talk about income. So you're going to get a ton of stuff, including breakfast and lunch, but you've got to go sign up right now at retiremeet.com. Otherwise, you'll be able to watch it virtually. Uh, you can you can sign up for the virtual version too. Now that is five dollars. Now we've had a couple of people complain. I don't know whose decision it was to put a price on it, but there must have had a reason. But the five dollars is going to financial literacy charities, so it's for a good cause, and you can watch it online. You know, in your pajamas, you don't even have to get dressed up and come down to Maidenbauer Center. So uh, go check it out at retiremeet.com, retiremeet.com. And if you want to talk with me, I've still got, uh, unless you're listening to the podcast, still got another hour. So give me a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And um, we'll just go off in any direction that that is important to you. Because I do want to make sure that you're on the right track to a better future and not making somebody else rich, like the people who are pushing Bitcoin ETFs. They're not doing it to help you. Most people out there in this industry aren't doing it to help you. So before you do those things that you sometimes do, you need to make a call to this show, 855-935-TALK. And then... Go sign up for Retire Meet during the break. Retire Meet is uh, 10 years now. I mean, this is really one of the premier events in the country. As a matter of fact, they're trying to get us to do one on the, I think we're doing one on the East Coast later this year. So it is popular and it is almost sold out. So get your tickets now. RetireMeet, M-E-E-T dot com. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. 
Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC DBA Appella Wealth is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.